Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mdiwa Gavaza, and over the last uh, couple of weeks, you know, those that pay attention to the technology market, specifically, um, you know, in the world of uh, mobile devices, the new iPhone 14 recently came out. And as part of that whole debate um, is, uh, you know, they introduced, you know, some features around satellite connectivity. And that has, you know, raised a lot of, uh, you know, discussion around uh, satellite connectivity and what does it mean, you know, for devices in and around the world. And also, let's not forget the fact that Elon Musk, you know, has his uh, Starlink, um, you know, network, you know, that's uh, been uh, growing, you know, at quite a furious pace around the world. World. But even before then, uh, satellite has been around for a while, uh, though at the moment people hear a lot about mobile and fiber. And that's a debate we're going to be having for today just to understand, you know, where do we sit in terms of uh, satellite in South Africa? You know, how viable is it beyond just the buzzwords? You know, what does it actually mean? Is it a viable technology? And uh, to help us to unpack all this, we are joined uh, by Kathleen Yancy van Rensburg, who is is the satellite product manager over at Vox. Vox is uh, one of uh, South Africa's largest telecoms companies. Kathleen, greetings to you today. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for being with us. I think maybe uh, just uh, before we get into the technology itself, uh, maybe a little bit of insight just uh, around your specific role, um, you know, over at Vox. When we say that you are a satellite uh, product manager, what does that mean? What does that uh, What does that entail? So being the satellite product manager, you deal with anything from sales up to technical installations, you name it, anything to do with satellite connectivity, I am the person to speak to. All right. So from that point of view, then, you know, there's a lot that's being said about satellite at the moment. uh, And I guess... Uh, people are, are constantly looking for cheaper ways to, what you call this, uh, constantly looking for cheaper ways to communicate. Where do we stand? Like, what what is the current uh, state of satellite in South Africa? I think, as I said at the beginning, a lot of people are quite familiar right now, particularly in the consumer market and even businesses, uh, very familiar with mobile connectivity, very familiar with fiber, um, you know, connectivity. You know, yourselves as Vox, uh, you know, quite big on the fiber side in South Africa. Uh, but when we, when we're talking about satellite, you know, what, what are we looking at at the moment? What is the current state of uh, satellite uh, technology in South Africa? So with satellite technology, I mean, obviously with fiber and wireless services, it's it's first price. Um, then you get the service uh, LTE services, which is a, a plug and play solution. Um, and then in your rural areas, that is where typically you'll install fibers, uh, uh, sorry, satellite services. Um, we also use satellite services for backup on fiber and wireless. Um, so yeah, that that is the options in South Africa currently. And uh, you know, around that, you know, just uh, you know, when it comes to a discussion like this, how viable is it? You know, because um, are there are there cases where satellite is better? 
uh, than fiber and or, you know, the normal mobile connectivity that we're used to? Or as you said, is it sort of looked at as, um, as a third or fourth alternative to, you know, some of the more traditional, you know, aspects that people use out there? So I'd say that where your fiber and your wireless and LTE services is not that reliable or that is not available in that services, that's where you, you'll typically install a satellite. Um, but as I said, I mean, we have things like load shedding, um, uh, cable theft, um, damages of under you know underground cabling and stuff like that where satellite is definitely going to help these guys as backup solution i mean if your fiber needs to go down how long is it going to take for for the isp to fix these things all right and uh to the it's not always easy you know i i definitely hear the the argument around things like load shedding um you need your network to be up and running you know most of the time when it comes to some of these things uh but some of the drawbacks or some of the criticisms that tend to be there um when it comes to satellite i think the two main ones that i've heard is um latency um, and also, I think some limitations on bandwidth. Uh, could you talk to us about that? So latency is unfortunately a big problem with satellite services. I mean, your data needs to travel 70,000 kilometers before you have any internet breakout. Um, the landing station for satellites, any satellite service in South Africa is unfortunately in Europe. But I mean... Um, if, if you don't have fiber or wireless or LTE services available, um, you're not going to go without connectivity. I mean, that is unfortunately uh, uh, the downside of, of satellite, but I mean, you can still get a 50 meg satellite service um, that, is, that is good enough for streaming, that is good enough for, for using for, you know, business services. And uh, when it comes to when it comes to that, right now in South Africa, you spoke about uh, the rural aspect. You know that that's where um, you guys have found satellites to be typically used. Um, who's using it? I can imagine that uh, you know farmers. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking. Yeah, yeah, so we've got farmers. We've got. Uh, uh, lodges, um, hotels in rural areas. I mean, there's still about 2,000 schools in South Africa that doesn't have reliable or no connectivity at yeah. all. So that is typical where we would supply them with, with internet connectivity. And what do the data rates look like? Because I have, I'll be honest, I, I can roughly tell you, you know, uh, depending on upload and download speed um, on fiber, you know, well, what price a, a certain package is likely to be and also, you know, on mobile. But when it comes to satellite, I often feel like I'm out of uh, out of my depth um, and always wonder, like when it comes to something like satellite, how are the packages? Is it a per megabyte? Is there a fixed rate per month? Is it unlimited? Is it like how how what's the what's the structure on that side? So we would usually bundle these services with hardware, um, with your data link, with an installation fee. Um, I mean, we can we can supply anything from a five meg up to a fifty megabyte per second link. Um, I mean, the lowest package is about 
five five hundred and more or less a month. Where with your bigger services, you're looking at about two thousand and more or less for hardware and data link for let's say up to a fifty meg link. Okay, so I'm looking at roughly 500 rand, and that will get us, um, you know, five to about 50, you know, meg uh, type of uh, service. Is that both on the upload and the download? So, so on upload speeds in South Africa, unfortunately, it's not something that we can guarantee at all. Um, yeah. Your upload speeds are very dependent on the equipment that you have. Um, I mean, if you had to get something like, un well, unfortunately, on upload speed, um, the highest we can go is about 5 meg. Um, but because of latency, I mean, we can only guarantee about, let's say, between 30 and 50% of the capacity. Um, mm. On upload speed, I mean, if you had to get something like up to a 10 meg on upload speed, um, your equipment would have cost you... 10,000 and 20,000 in a month. So unfortunately on satellite upload speed is not something that we guarantee at all. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I guess it makes sense. We we did start, you know, this conversation talking about um I guess the distance that the signals have to travel, yes. right? So it does make sense that um you know, especially on the upload side that tends to be, you know, where a lot of bottlenecks tend to be, yes. you know, on a lot of networks no no matter what, you know, type of technology um you know you're using on that end. So when it comes to something like that, if I want to set up, I think this is the other piece. I remember I was in high school in the 2000s, and I remember it was like a big thing when we got satellite at this school. Uh, that was the main form of internet connectivity before, uh, you know, fiber and even the mobile side of things, uh, you know, got to where they are right now. And I remember at the time there was a big you know, satellite dish that was outside of the, you know, main, main admin block, um, you know, at the time. And then, you know, they cabled, <laughs> you know, throughout the school. Is that still the situation? Um, what type of equipment does, you know, a farmer, a hotel, a school need, you know, at the moment to actually get up and running when it comes to fire, uh, when it comes to satellite? So luckily it's not, it's not the big, uh, the equipment's not that big anymore. Um, you don't have these bulky look like uh, um, landing stations or whatever the case might be at the back of your house. Um, nowadays it's a small, it looks like a DSTV dish more or less, um, 74, 98 centimeter kit. Um, it's just mounted on the roof. Most of the cases you don't even see it. Um, and then there is a modem that connects everything. Mm. And when it comes to, so, okay, so I've got the satellite dish and then it comes down into my house. It connects to my, I guess, like a, like a modem, um, you know, of some sort. And then that then gives us uh, the connectivity in the house. Um, am I buying that equipment directly from you guys as Vox or do I get my own equipment and then, you know, maybe register for your service? So as I, as I mentioned earlier, we bundle in everything that you need. Um, we'll include the modem, the dish. Um, we'll even include the wireless or the Wi-Fi devices that you need in order to 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 have Wi-Fi in your house. Um, I mean, yeah, we bundle everything. You don't have to get anything extra. We will make sure that you connect it when we leave the premises. Um, Am I correct, you know, just given what you've just said, because we're now talking about having 
this equipment and even though what you call this um even though it's no longer as bulky like you said as it was back in the day um you've got your small you know your small satellite dish you've got um you know your your small modems and then whatever routers you need to then connect your premises Am I then correct in assuming that this is something that is being used more by businesses in some of the outlying areas as opposed to being a consumer type of play? So I'd say that it's used more for the consumer guys. Um, I mean, in in most of the the areas, we still don't have fiber um, and most places there isn't LTE available. So for I, I'd, I'd say that most of the areas it's used for for home services, um, streaming, internet, uh, um, emails, social media, stuff like that. Um, and then where it comes in with 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 businesses, it would be more uh, likely used for a backup service. Okay, this is in the outlying areas. Yes. Okay, cool. So if I'm a business and I'm in one of those outlying areas and I'm using satellite as a backup, what's my main situation? Because there's no fiber and I'm guessing that mobile is a bit patchy in such an area. So so satellite you can use for business type services, definitely. Um, but I mean, um, if there's a wireless or an LTE service available, um yeah, you can definitely use satellite for for backup solution. But I mean, we do have businesses, mines, um, as I mentioned earlier, lodges, um, call centers in rural areas that that does use satellite. Okay, uh, it does sound as if you know we're 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 sort of opening ourselves up to you know this other world, um, you know, of satellite. And I do know that on uh, you know on Vox's side, there's been a big uh, push to actually cover, you know, more areas around the country, uh, particularly those in outlying areas that don't always get uh, some of the, you know, mainstream, uh, you know, connectivity types. Um, so when it comes to something like that, then uh, I'm now thinking about uh, the cost, right? Uh, because we've now sort of framed it. We now know how much it is per month. We now know how much the, actually, we didn't say how much the equipment is, the satellite, the, the router, etc. Uh, what, what do those costs look like? So if you had to buy equipment outright, you'll look at about 9,000 rand a month, uh, sorry, as, as a once-off fee. Uh, yeah. But I mean, we don't, we don't sell equipment at a once-off price um, because, I mean, Every two, three years, there's something better. Um, I mean, four, five years ago, you had the option for anything between a, a, a two gig up to a hundred gig. Um, your service, you had the option for a, a two meg up to a seven meg service. And that whole package with everything included would have cost you at around 10,000 Rand a month just for internet connectivity. So yeah. we, we, we'd rather bundle it for a customer. I mean, if unfortunately with most things in South Africa, if you buy something outright, it's a six months warranty. Um, so for as long as that customer is in contract and renting the equipment from us, that person would be in under wa uh, warranty. Mm. So okay, now, cool. we're not going to charge you a once-off fee of 9,000 Rand. We're going to charge you that over, let's say, 12 or 24 months. Um, yeah. And I mean, if there's something better in the market, we upgrade your service. Okay, cool. So you've, so, so that means that it's basically your, 
uh, let's say your 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 nine your your nine thousand uh, sort of uh, split uh, split across the twelve or twenty four months, and then plus my you know my monthly service fee, which is around five hundred rand uh, per month, if I'm understanding you correctly. More or less. So so basically, you're looking at around let's say two and a half thousand for fifty meg satellite service. That includes your installation. It includes Wi-Fi. Um, your routers, your modems, you name it. Everything you need to be connected. It would cost you around two and a half thousand rand a month. Okay, yeah, I, I, I like that. It, it it makes it makes perfect sense. And I think one of the things that's most eye opening is the fact that you have um a lot of consumers, you know, that do that are using this. As I said, I assumed that it's more businesses that are using it. Uh, but you know, uh, it sounds like like you said, it's the uh, what you call this. It's the consumers, and it makes sense, especially if you're in an area where there's nothing else. Um, then you know this sounds like you know quite a quite a viable what you call this alternative. Now, let's say a person does find themselves in a situation where um, they are faced. You know, you are in a in a in an outlying area, but you do have. Uh, what you call this, all those uh, efforts that are being made to increase, let's say, your fiber into some of those areas. Uh, someone was already using satellite, and then maybe fiber comes into the area. Could you talk to us just around what are the, I guess, the pros and cons of the two? Um, you know, because now the person is now faced with options uh, to say, okay, fine, I could get fiber, uh, but I already have satellite. Should I be switching um, over? Because I'm sure that this is now one of those conversations that clients um, are starting to have as more and more areas around the country are covered, um, you know, with technologies like your fiber. So as, as I mentioned in the beginning, fiber is first end. It's first price. Um, I mean, at Vox, you've got the option of all these connectivities. Um, if you have a, a satellite connectivity and the fiber is available, you just give us a call and we change that for you. Um, unfortunately, comparing satellite with fiber, it's a no-brainer <laughs> going with fiber. Yeah. With fiber connectivity, you don't have latency. Um, you know, with, with satellite, you have up to 600 milliseconds of latency. So fiber is definitely a first price. And I mean, if that's the option for you, give us a forward box and we switch it over for you. Okay. But right now, as far as you can see, you know, at least... Uh in the in the in the big parts of South Africa, you know that are why the because you know South Africa isn't made up of the the big metros. Um, there are a lot of you know rural areas. Are we sort of safe in saying that um, in those in 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 a large part of the country, you know that satellites does still remain as probably the most viable you know type of yeah connectivity out there. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, as I said to you in the in the in the beginning, um, most areas there isn't GSM or or, or cell phone coverage, um, so satellite's definitely an option there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's we doing about geez, there's there's at least three three four hundred customers a month that we sign up up that doesn't have internet connectivity or doesn't have the uh, option for fiber in the area. And when it comes to that, um, 
I'm very interested, like experience wise, um, because you guys are signing up all of these customers around the country. And uh, what's the experience like? You know, do people complain? How do they feel? Um, I, I guess, you know, you're grateful in a lot of those areas to even have uh, some type of, uh, you know, connectivity. But I guess, uh, what's the feedback like? Because I'm sure you're interfacing with a lot of, uh, you know, these clients and touching base with them every once in a while. So, Definitely, they are grateful. I mean, they aren't used to to internet connectivity, so <laughs> that is the option that they have. Um, but I mean, as I said, um, your internet connectivity is good enough to stream your Netflix, your DSTV, everything, you know, um, and still be able to use it for day-to-day -day internet service, emails, um, banking, stuff like that. Um, but I mean, obviously, you'll have the one or two customers um, they don't understand the solution 100%. They won't understand latency or fair use policy or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, there they, they, they will always be a few complaints. Um, but, yeah, most of them are just happy to have something uh, that we can offer them. Okay. And that certainly, you know, does make sense, uh, you know, on that end. Um, so, the other... I guess consideration is geography. You know, we often talk about the typology of a place, high-lying areas, low-lying areas. And in certain cases, I know that on mobile, for example, you know, your, your, what you call this, your connectivity can be affected depending on your, your level of elevation and the yes. like. Is the same, uh, what you call this, do the same consideration come into place when it comes to, um, satellite or are we just, looking into the sky and you know everything is clear as long as there's clear skies and you have line of sight of the satellites definitely that's it um as long as you have line of sight no trees or buildings or anything that interferes with it um i mean it, it there won't be any problems um unfortunately uh if there's going to be a tree or something in the way um that's going to 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 interfere with the signal then it, it will definitely be a problem. But I mean, there's ways that we go around these. Um, you 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 plant a pole or uh, um, put it on a different structure or whatever the case might be. But there's always a way. I mean, we have non-pen stands that you can put down on the ground uh, to mount the satellite dish. Um, so yeah, there's always a way to work around these. And also, oh. we, we have different satellite services that, that points in different directions. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if one service doesn't work for a customer, there's always something that we can do. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, what you're touching on is something that I've always been, you know, curious about, you know, to say from a service provision point of view, right? Uh, because, once again, uh, we have to sort of compare and contrast with mobile and fiber. Most of the time, if you're... Um, let's say on an, on an MTN or Vodacom network, you know that you are literally pinging on one of their towers. Uh, but if you're using, let's say, Vox satellite service, are you necessarily using, you know, Vox satellites that are up in the sky, you know, or are there agreements with, you know, people that do have satellites in the sky? So we pretty much resell services from a company called Yarsat and a company called Utelsat. So they've got their own geostationary satellites um, that we need to connect to. So, so yeah, they've got their own satellites um, and we connect to whichever satellite you're supposed to connect to, to whichever uh, um, 
package the customer goes through, uh, for. Okay, no, no, that makes sense. And I think it it helps to contextualize, at least in my mind, you know, how, you know, all of these services are happening. Now, as we are rounding up this discussion, Kathleen, there were two big points that I wanted to maybe get your take on um, with everything that's going on because, um, you know, changing environment, increased uh, demand for connectivity around, uh, you know, around uh, the world. In South Africa, you know, if you're a business and you're not online, it's very tough to operate. Um, so having all of these options is, you know, great. And like you said just now, in a lot of these areas, there's there's no other form of internet connectivity. So you guys are literally helping a lot of businesses to come online, a lot of consumers, you know, to have that online presence. Do you think, you know, a lot has been said about Starlink, Elon Musk, etc. Do all of those things help to, I guess, evangelize for the case for satellite technology, getting more people aware that this is available and actually say, okay, fine, uh, this might be a viable, you know, this might be a viable alternative, you know, especially if you don't have some of the other uh, connectivity methods that are out there, uh, because I do feel that the education piece, you know, is important and just the awareness that, you know, there is this other type of connectivity that's out there. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. I mean, um, in a year or two, we will all have Leo type services in South Africa. Um, I mean, there's a number of companies that's going to, to be doing Leo satellites. Um, I mean, if you had to, to compare Leo satellites with your normal, um, your current geo satellites, as I mentioned to you earlier, you've got a latency of 600 milliseconds, where with a Leo satellite, you have about 50 milliseconds of latency. Um, with your geo satellites, you have to peak and point, um, and it takes you about an hour, two hours to get the installation done. Where with the Leo satellite, it's pretty much a plug and play solution. We configure it, we send it to a customer, he puts it onto his roof, and he's connected to the internet. Um, with with satellite connectivity in these areas, I mean, it's always going to be some a backup solution uh, uh, for businesses. Um, it's always going to be an, a, a form of connectivity in South Africa. Um, it's been here for a very, very long time, and I think it's going to continue staying here for a very long time to come. Just for the people that, uh, you know, might not be technically minded, uh, could we just get an explanation of what you mean by a LEO satellite? Oh, oh, oh. So, so you get your MEO satellites, GEO satellites, and LEO. So, um, GEO is geographical. Uh, your MEO is, oof, I can't remember all the abbreviations, um, <laughs> middle, basically a middle earth orbit satellite, and then your LEO. Um, is 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 it's, it's, a, it's a lot closer to Earth's orbit. So your geo is about thirty six thousand kilometers from Earth orbit. Your Mio is twelve thousand kilometers, and then you get your Leo, which is about five to nine hundred kilometers from orbit. 
Okay, so basically um, we're saying that the closer you are, the closer that the satellite is to the ground, the better the service the is likely going to be. Yes. Ah, okay, cool. And then uh, lastly, I guess it's an extension of where we were talking about, uh, you know, the rise of, you know, the LEO satellites and all of, uh, you know, all of that that's happening is you, when you see an, a company like Apple, you know, saying, okay, we're going to introduce some type of satellite connectivity to our main device, which is the iPhone. Does that speak to you that, okay, fine, now there's going to be even more focus uh, and even more devices that are likely going to be looking for or having that ability to connect to satellites in the, what you call this, uh, in the coming years? So I think it would always be specialized equipment that will be connecting to a satellite. I mean, unless that cell phone can connect 500 kilometers up into orbit or let's say 36,000 kilometers, I doubt that that would be something that they'll, that they'll bring out. But I mean, it will always be a router connected to a modem and you'll have your your wireless or Wi-Fi connectivity that way. All right. So that's been it. You know, very fascinating conversation around the state of satellite connectivity um, in South Africa. Uh, talking to the team over at Vox about um, the fact that, you know, for them, uh, they have a lot of clients that are not in the metros, that are not in some of the main centers where, because we take it for granted sometimes when you look at mobile connectivity, when you look at fiber connectivity to say that, you know, this is uh, what it is. But in a big parts of South Africa uh, are still rural, uh, are still, you know, in the outlying area. So you do need a solution of some sort. And at the moment, satellite is, uh, you know, that best alternative that we can have. Uh, Kathleen just giving us some insight to say that, uh, you know, uh, you can get up to uh, a 50 meg type of line. But, um, you know, on the upload side, that's where it tends to be, you know, a bit tough. And it's usually because of of the distance, literally the distance. You cannot argue with the physics, um, you know, because there is literal distance between uh, the devices on the ground and the satellites uh, that are up in the sky. Uh, what I typically, what I particularly enjoyed is also getting um, a difference between the different type of satellites. Um, you know, we have Neo, if I remember correctly, Leo, and as well as Geo. Um, you know, type of satellites. Uh, you know, that are out there. Geo being the furthest in the sky, you have Mio in the middle and your Leos that are going to be, I think, under a thousand kilometers. Uh, so basically, that is the lesson uh, to say that the closer uh, that the satellite is to the ground, you know, the, the better we're likely to see the, uh, the, the service. And we're likely to see, uh, uh, I guess, a surge in more and more of those types of services in the coming years. And especially because there is that demand uh, for internet connectivity in South Africa. In Africa, I think on the continent, uh, this is uh, potentially a big play. Yes, we're seeing a lot of movement um, on the fiber side of things. And people are racing all over the place, uh, you know, 100,000, 200,000 kilometers of fiber whatever it is uh, but uh, for many areas uh, you know things like uh, your satellite or things uh, that incorporate a hybrid of some sort are likely going to be um, you know the big opportunity and how many um, you know in the country and on the continent
that are going to get onto the internet. So that's been it. Uh, Kathleen uh, Yancy van Rensburg uh, is the satellite product manager over at Vox. Kathleen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is Mudiwa's Take. Great discussion and also great to be talking about, uh, you know, what's going on in and around the world of connectivity. As I said, we often take, um, you know, things like mobile connectivity and fiber for granted. But what happens when, you know, you don't have, um, you know, that type of thing? Going forward, it will be interesting to see how uh, some of the other mobile operators, you know, come in um, with their services. For example, um, the likes of Telcom, Vodacom, MTN, etc. They have multiple um, methods of connectivity. They all have the mobile side, uh, but they also have your they also have your fiber. In the case of Telcom, you also have your your copper lines, your fixed line connectivity for the landlines and all of that, and also your undersea cables, which is essentially another form of fiber. So satellite, you know, how is that going to um, come into play? You know, are we going to see more investments in this type of technology, or are we? going to see i guess a race to cover uh, you know more land with cell phone towers and your fiber how is that actually going to happen and especially because of what kathleen is talking about when it comes to uh that the leo satellites you know some of the low orbiting um the low orbiting you know type of satellites how is that actually going to you know feed um into what's actually going on in the market and especially because there is all that demand um look at a country like the united states despite it being a first world country um the fact that um tesla elon musk you know have the starlink network is because so many parts of um, the united states don't have your mobile connection connectivity don't have your fiber connectivity there is that demand so what more of a continent like africa a country like south africa right where so many parts don't have um you know that type of coverage so investment in that space is uh going to be very interesting how are the financiers going to come in into play are people still you know betting on fiber uh to be that next big thing or you know do we say that you know satellite could uh, also be one of those things that actually helps um, you know to augment uh, what's going on in the market we wait and see And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudiwa Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.